With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified sound and reconnective healing therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you can't continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen via phone, or please use your Bluetooth if you're driving about. You know, we've all heard the expression, look on the bright side. Well, my guest tonight, the world's only jollytologist, Alan Klein, is back again with more quips and quotes to help us get through our daily lives more positively and with more joy. Alan is an award-winning inspirational speaker and author with a large following of people. He has inspired and uplifted the masses all of his life, and tonight we'll be discussing two of his books, Always Look on the Bright Side, and the more recent book, which just came out last week, Having the Time of Your Life. Good evening, Alan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you being this evening? Where did um, Alan go? Oh, it was, it's a, the phones are in the tapioca or something. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it was hard to connect today. But we'll get through. And, and we'll you know, I'm right by the ocean, and I thought, well, it should be easy, right? There's no buildings in the way, and still, it's, but here we are, Some, and uh, as your theme song said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. I, I love that you're the world's only jolly colleges. It's amazing that nobody else has decided they wanted to do that, too, and I don't understand why, because it is such a cool job. You know, I mean, well, there's some so people happy. that have actually um, copied that in a way. They, uh, Jollytologist, by the way, is trademarked or copyrighted, so um, people cannot use it. But other other speakers that I know call themselves a joyologist, an enthusiologist, okay. a happyologist. So um, you could be an energy awareness ologist. <laughs> I'm a teaologist. I'm just tea. <laughs> I'll do the tologist. Uh, teaologist. That? That's good. So long as you're not a proctologist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was not my thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But here's a good – actually, this is good. Why don't you tell our listeners, for those who didn't listen to the last show, which was, I think, a couple of years ago, just exactly how you came about to be a jellytologist. Well, first of all, the word, people always ask me, what about that word? You know, is that a real thing? And the answer is no, I made it up. And I think in this life, I mean, it could be whatever you want to be. And so I studied humor for a number of years. I actually have a master's degree in human, H-U-M-A-N, development. But my thesis was the healing power of humor, which turned into my first book. But the word jollytologist is, I did make it up because the uh, Greek word in Latin is jellos, G-E-L-O-S. And so I thought I can call myself a jellotologist, but <laughs> sounds like I make that wiggly dessert. 
And so I changed it to jollytologist, and it seems to have stuck, and people are always asking, what is that? And basically, um, through my books and through my keynote speeches, I show people how to use humor to deal with life's not-so-funny stuff. And And you uh, do a great job at it. Thank you. And just an hour ago, I was actually speaking to uh, an electric company about uh, these were the CEOs of how to help their employees lighten up. Well, yeah, and no pun intended on the electrical p- company lightening up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, I didn't I even get to... that one. <laughs> I said it. I had to say oh, look it. Look how it clever right I am. <laughs> <laughs> the hassle getting online with me, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, you have so, so uh, many... So... Go ahead. So many what? No, no, so I, 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 you go ahead. You go ahead. You're there funnier so than I am. You go so ahead. <laughs> There's so many people in your book that are well-known. You know, it's not just like poets or writers, but you've got celebrities in their book and everything from... You know, you're quoting everyone from Mahatma Gandhi to Pearl Bailey and Julia Roberts. How do you decide or even find all these things, and how do you decide what to include? I mean, there's so much out there. It has to be hard. Yeah. Well, my previous books, I I collect quotes, and and I came up with themes and then put things – you know, look for quotes in in those themes, like in the Always Look on the Bright Side book – it's about celebrating every day. So, you know, I thought of holidays. I thought of people we want to celebrate, certainly celebrate ourselves. And so those quotes kind of fit into that. And most, those are mostly from, you know, name recognition people. The next book, the one that just came out, Having the Time of Your Life and the subtitles Little Lessons to Live By, I thought, I, I want some quotes that maybe you've not seen elsewhere. And so mm-hmm. I belong to the National Speakers Association, and many of those people are maybe not household names, but in certain industries they're, they're pretty big because they speak to those industries a lot. And so I sent out a questionnaire to them, uh, at least 100 of, of my speaker friends, asking them, what they thought life was and why we're here and how to enjoy the journey. So um, that's why some of the quotes in that book, you may not have heard of that person, but I thought some of their answers were so so wonderful and so either funny or um, very wise, and so I included them uh, in, in the book. And I love that because it's true. The, the most recent book, a lot of the people I have not heard of, a lot of the people actually I had heard of, and they've been on my radio show. So I was thrilled with that. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> well, a lot of them are, you know, friends or, or colleagues. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, some of the – and how do, how do I – what do I choose? Probably, you know, there's probably around four to 500 quotations in this book and in mm-hmm. all my quotation books. And um, probably, which is, I probably have like 800 to 1,000 quotes, and then I just, I throw it away because I don't like it. I throw it away because somebody said the similar thing, and it's too similar. Um, 
So what you see in the book is like the creme de la creme of the quotes that I found. They, they really do get to you, too. They, they speak to your heart. Now, the first book we'll talk about is Always Look on the Bright Side, and that one is all about celebrating everything. And, and I love that because, to me, the little things are what compound to create the big things, so they really need to be celebrated as, as well. And I was in a meeting oh, last, I think it was December, and we were talking about an upcoming event, and somebody said, well, let's talk about all, what different holidays can we bring in. And I said, oh, there's practically a holiday every day. I mean, you know, January 23rd is National Pie Day, so I make lemon meringue pie. There's Groundhog Day. I make meatloaf. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, well, you know, groundhogs are brown, so I make meatloaf with gravy. No, and then the white right. mound is, Yeah, and the yeah. white mound is... You're right. I mean, I earlier cut- this week, I think it was a grilled cheese sandwich day. <laughs> yeah, every day is a day. Um, so Even yeah, every day. day. April 2nd. Yep. You can celebrate you know, every single day. And you know, the opening quote, and I love this one from Oprah, it says, the more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate. That's so true. true. Because, yeah. yeah. Absolutely There's just something true. every day, you know, people are down. I, you know, people tell me sometimes, oh, they're bored, they're, they're feeling down. And I said, how can you possibly be bored? There's just so much um, to do in life and to celebrate in life. And even, I think we forget the smallest little things, you know, a smile from someone. Um, mm-hmm. I remember it was my birthday and I was speaking out of town and I wasn't too happy about it because, you know, I wasn't with my loved ones and my friends on my birthday. And I thought, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I could turn this around. I'm going to celebrate this. And it turned out, it, it cheered up so many people. One incident, I got in the elevator um, of the hotel where I was speaking, total of, you know, 10 strangers. I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. And I announced, hey, it's my birthday, and I want you all to sing happy birthday to me. And they started doing it. Of course, my floor came and I left, and the doors are closing, and they're all singing happy birthday. I love it. It was such a – yeah, go ahead. It's so spontaneous, and it's just such a wonderful thing to do because people don't have fun. They're so plugged into technology. They're so into the mindset of working. If something offset like that happens, everybody first, they might be like, wait, what? And then they'll do it, and they realize I'm having fun. And isn't that what life is supposed to be about? Yeah. And you know what I realized that day? Because it happened, I somehow – You know, I thought, I'm going to have a great day. I made it a great day. But the thing I really learned is that it was so easy to cheer other people up. And you might want to, you or your listeners might want to try this. Tell somebody it's your birthday. Even, you know, people you don't know, like you're shopping in a store, the clerk, or whoever it is, say it's your birthday and watch them lighten up. That's all you have to Mm -hmm. do. I mean, I, I went in this florist to buy flowers for myself, and I was filling out the card, and, um, you know, she said, what are you doing? And I, you're thinking so much about what to write on the card, and why don't you just write happy birthday, and who are you giving those to? And I said to myself, I'm, I'm buying myself flowers for my birthday. And she started laughing, but then I went in a store, to, like a 7-Eleven, 
And you know mm-hmm. the clerk, those clerks behind the counter that looks like they really don't want to be there. They're having a yeah. rotten day. <laughs> you know, they probably go home and have a drink the first thing when they get in the house because the day was so rotten. She was just so glum. And then I said, all I had to do was say it was my birthday. And she lit up. She smiled. She wished me a happy birthday. She told me a story about someone else's birthday. And I really didn't do, you know, I didn't tell her a joke. I didn't sing her a song. I didn't do anything except say it was my birthday. And that's all you need to do. I mean, I remember sitting in a restaurant once, and the waitress came over, and she said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm delayed. They had a cake out back. And I said, oh, whose birthday is it? And she said, oh, it's mine. And I said, well, happy birthday. And I said it loud enough so people around started looking. Now, I know I tipped her better. I'm sure other people did, too, because it was her uh, birthday. Because it was her birthday, <laughs> yeah. So from now on, she's you know? going to tell everyone. <laughs> it's her birthday. Every day she'll make bigger tips. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember standing in, and you know, the ATM machines, sometimes they're in a booth, and people are standing in the booth, and something's going on, and everybody was aggravated because they just wanted to just get out of there, you know, and it was my turn. There were like six people in the booth, and I put in my um, card, and I told it, you know, how much money I wanted, and opened up, and the money was there, and I went, oh, my God, I won, I won, and everybody started laughing, (laughs) and I said, see, it's all worth it, and I just left. Yeah, and you know, there's so many machines these days that I, I love that like you interacted with the machine and one thing I yep. do I know this sounds crazy but I think we'll you know some of the crazy stuff we're playing we're, we're lightening up the situation so when um, I'm parking at a garage and there's those automatic machines that you put your ticket in it says five dollars please and I put it mm-hmm. in and then the ticket comes out that it's stamped and she says thank you I answer mm-hmm. back. It's like, I oh, too. thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure uh, dealing with you. Have a good evening. <laughs> and they haven't yep. taken me away yet. No, and I've I've turned around and said to machine, though, and you're quite welcome. And people will say, you're talking to a machine, and I'll say, I don't know. That there could be somebody in there. You know, people like everyone. <laughs> you know, it's just it yeah. just keeps you positive. And I'm a student of positive psychology. As a matter of fact, my final is this weekend, and then I graduate. Yay! Thank you, God. And so oh, I wow. learned that you know, yeah, if you just stay positive and live from your heart, like Oprah says, you find that there's more things to live for and be positive about and to be grateful for because you're in this flow, and you can actually right. you can't change another person. But when they're around you, they automatically change. You're not changing them, but they're coming up to your level of vibration, and everybody's happier. And it just seems to make right. sense. So, yeah. You know, you're setting the example because you can't really change other people. But if they see you happier, they're gonna it's gonna rub off. You know. So, sure. Um, yeah, and you know, an interesting thing I was just reading that way, way back from caveman times. In those times, we were always looking out for danger. You know, the cave's going to collapse, the lion's going to attack us, the rocks are going to fall on us, whatever it was. And so that little remnant of always looking for the danger has that little Mm -hmm. kind of negative um, kernel that is still within us. And so we all actually have to force ourselves a little more towards the positive to counteract that that kernel of negativity. Yeah, because we're born with it. I mean, it's part of our brain. It's the amygdala, and it's there. You can't get rid of it, you know, and when something scares us or frightens us or we have that, it's we start to go to that negative place. But 
books like yours can turn it around because I find if you just leave it on your desk and you open it up, you always go to the quote that you need at that moment. It's somehow, oh, I'm so glad you, you said that. Yeah, because people say, well, how true. can I – this is not a book to read from cover to cover, but it's no. you, you just open it. So I have always looked on the bright side in front of me. I'm just going to open it up. You might do that too and see mm-hmm. what quote you come to. Oh, look at this. I came to another uh, – I came to the same Oprah one I read, so I have to do another uh, another one. Okay, here we are. This is by Ellen Key. I have no idea who this is, <laughs> but it's to celebrate Mother's Day. Of course, we all have mothers. The mm-hmm. mother is the most precious possession of the nation, so precious that society advances its highest well-being when it protects the functions of the mother. And this is a good one for me because I just finished doing a keynote speech about an hour ago, and I opened the speech with a story about my mom. And so uh, opening to this quote about mothers is so appropriate. What did you find? Yeah, that is. I opened up to, you will find, it's uh, Henry Drummond, and I don't know who that is. And his quote is, you will find as you look back upon your life that the moments when you have truly lived are the moments when you have done things in the spirit of love. And I have to tell you, I just finished doing my final paper today and getting the project all ready and together. And basically the project is uh, based on how to live from your heart in gratitude, in love, with compassion, caring, kindness, appreciation. So it kind of really reflects what I spent part of the day doing. And it's just amazing to me that, you know, you can, you can be uplifted by this you, because it's the feelings it evokes. It's not just the words. It's if you really read them and internalize them, your heart, the coherence from your heart to your brain really runs this energy that you're saying, wow, okay, I get that. And, and it can shift you in, in a nanosecond. Right. And that's why I love these short quotes because you can put it on your computer, put it on your refrigerator, you know, wherever you want, but just see it. Um, all day long, a part of the day, and it will kind of carry you through the day. So you don't Absolutely. have to read a whole book, but it just, it just will lift you up. And you said for me these days, you said one of my magic words, which is gratitude. I, th- I should have a duck come down like Groucho Marx. <laughs> you said the gratitude, the magic word. <laughs> but yeah. what I'm, what I've, thinking about or learn recently is it's kind of easy in some ways to be grateful for all the wonderful stuff we have in our life. But I think what's even more important is to be grateful for the not so great stuff because that often will be our, um, the biggest teacher for us that will help us grow the most by being grateful for, um, stuff that we kind of push away. Um, hard to describe and hard to do sometimes but that's i think where our greatest learning can come is because it's all you know it's all grist for the mill it's all stuff that we can learn from and grow from and be more loving from so that's the stuff i think we need to really embrace and be grateful for i agree and i think it's because when we're in it we can't see it 
But if you, if you are in the middle of something and it's not that great, from everything that's not that great blooms something beautiful. And, you know, manure, we grow wonderful flowers and vegetables, so there you go. <laughs> but if you look back at your life and see what other times were there and what came of it, you will know that, yeah, this is a learning experience. It's part of my growth. I need to get through this. And you'll be able to process things faster and a little bit more less or less reactionary and a little bit more with a little bit more trust and faith knowing that you know whatever the god is of your understanding definitely has your back right and uh, i i don't know if we discussed this last time it was on but i've come to do humor workshops and motivating people and inspiring people came out of the death of my wife when she was 34 and she had Mm. a great sense of humor and so you know, at the time, that was awful. How is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Have a 10-year-old daughter at the time. Um, this can't, you know, this isn't what I've signed up for. Um, all those kind of things are going, oh, my God. And yet, looking back, you know, my whole life would have been different. Would I have written 20 books? Would I, you know, influence thousands of people to a better life or um, just these quote books, I mean, some of the letters I get back from people, um, this one, I can give you one example if you want, this one woman, very kind of tragic, she said um, for 55 years she never told anyone about being raped when she was a teenager. And she said for 55 years she has been so angry with the rapist. And she said, then I found a quote in one of your books about taking back your power. And Mm -hmm. she said, I posted that all over my house. I've taken back my power. I have forgiven that person. And I finally, after 55 years, have gotten on with my life. And that is just one quote. I didn't even write the words, but I put the book together that she found in my book and has totally changed her life. So words that has so to make your powerful. heart smile big. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to make and, your and heart smile really so big to know that. And who would have thought mm-hmm. that when my wife was dying, that down the road, you know, this would happen. But we can't see stuff. You're so right. We can't see stuff when we're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But later on, you know, the yeah, the negative things could be really a uh, turn out so positive uh, on a more global level than I ever thought possible. Yeah, and if we just remember when we're in the midst of it, okay, I know I'm in the midst of this. Let me look back and see what other times things occurred that I was in the midst of and didn't see it then, but then later, you know, you learned the lesson or you, you got something out of it. Because, you know, something might be, like what do they say, a door is closed, a window is opened. You know, and you might right. not like what you're going through, you wish it never happened, but... You know, and there are many times a lot of us ask, you know, hey, I didn't sign up for this. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, I probably did. <laughs> I just didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I, you know, some people, it's a, you know, you think, well, putting together a quote book, that's not so hard. Well, it takes a long time to, to do it well. But it's why I um, like doing it because I never know when one one group of words, one quotation, will totally change somebody's life. 
And they may right. not be the kind of person that would sit down and, you know, read a whole book, but one little quote might just jump out to them and and just um, help them get through their, their troubles. And I love it when people say that something that you do isn't hard. Well, then why don't you try it and let me know? Because there's so much thought. <laughs> you know, really. I mean, it doesn't look hard, but that's because they don't know how it's made. If, I've, I've watched their show for years now. It's called how is, how is It Made? And they show you how things are made. And when you look at uh-huh. how it was made and you realize, oh, my God, the Industrial Revolution. Somebody came up with a machine to do that. Because we don't think of that when we go to the grocery store and pick up things. You don't think about how it's made. It's just there, and right, you're expected right. to be there. We take so much for granted. But in going through your book, Always Look on the Bright Side, I love the way you divide it because if one wanted to, you could, you could wake up every day and just open it up and see what's the quote for the day. And you can do this by is there someone special you want to celebrate? You've got chapters on children and friends and, or seasons, summer, winter, spring, and fall. And you can just go to those chapters and just flip through the pages and just pick one and say this is the quote for the day. It really does set the tone for the day. It, it is very uplifting, and that alone will make your day go much better. I firmly believe that when you read things that are uplifting, instead of grabbing a newspaper and hearing about all the tragedy and horror that is going on in the world, pick up the book and read it. I mean, even one of the quotes that I, one of the ones I love in your book by Victor Borga, Santa Claus has the right idea, visit people once a year. Now, that's funny. But it's true. (laughs) And I love it. And I think, wow, I love that quote. So, you know, you can find humor in it, and that really will help you to realize, you know, there's there's a whole lot more to what these people are saying than just the printed word on the page. And I think that's vitally important. And to me, it's, it's, uh, it's a tool to be used daily. Your books are tools to be used daily and to help you get through things. And you're right. right, You don't from cover to cover. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, no, thank I love you. All. Thank you for saying that. Because that, that's why I write them. And actually, I'm in the midst of writing another book. I have a June 1st deadline, so it's coming up pretty soon. But it's actually it's not a quote book. This time it's, um, it's more of a book, and it doesn't have to be read by cover to cover. But it's about, um, like like the woman I just told you that was raped, I think so many times... Uh, we give away our power uh, to a situation or to a person, like our flight is delayed or canceled. You know, we get all upset. Um, And I think being upset, we're the ones that are giving our power. We don't have to be upset. Who said, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe something greater will happen. Maybe you'll get to spend a night in a great city if your flight's canceled. I mean, again, you don't see the big picture, but... Uh, if you can take back your power and take charge of the situation, then you might actually enjoy whatever happened. So the book is called You Can't Ruin My Day. Oh, and I like it's that. Uh, we, wake up, weekly wake-up calls to take back your power and change your life. So there are 52 ideas of how to do that. So they're wake-up calls. Then there's a follow-up of how people can, you know, actual exercise they can do. And then there's Lighten Up, a section on Lighten Up, which is the funny part of the book. Because I realize you don't have to um, be serious to, to learn a lesson. So um, that, that part is, is a little lighter. Um, and God knows when that book will be out. <laughs> uh, because I'm You're right, still he does. writing it. <laughs> he, he or she, she knows. 
Uh, <laughs> right, he or she, correct. <laughs> right. And, um, but I really enjoy writing that because it's, uh, it's another one of those books that I think could really help people. And if they just take this one idea and use it for the week, um, right. that it would, it would just help them get through their life. I, I agree. And I think, too, that, you know, sometimes I've been stuck in an airport wondering, am I going to get a flight to even get home? And at first it's aggravating, but then you have to realize, look, there's nothing I can do with, about it. I'm here. I might as well, you know, instead of making people miserable, I might as well try to just deal with it and, and see what I can get out of it. And yeah, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to Starbucks and get a cup of coffee and I never drink their coffee, but I'll, I'll get a cup of their whatever, mochiata or something and sit there and really enjoy it. It gives you time to do some things that, you know, you otherwise might not do. And maybe you need that little reduction in stress at that point in your life and you're stressed about the, not the, you know, not getting home, but you might not have that quiet time. And you can take that internally and do it right then and there. And I've learned over the course of the past probably 10 years that you need to look at things and say, okay, I might not know why this is happening, but I'm sure there's a good reason, so I'm just going to go with the flaw. And when you do yeah, that... Yeah, it's like last year, I travel a lot. Last year, uh, first time in about 20 years that I was stuck at the airport overnight, which is not a great thing. But mm-hmm. uh, at 1.30 in the morning, the last flight of the night was canceled, and so I was in the Denver airport. But it, you know, I tried to sleep, but that was impossible. But it was fascinating to me, and actually I start laughing because there was like a woman in her pajamas and a bathroom and a fuzzy slippers. <laughs> she got, you know, she spent the night at the airport, so she got in <laughs> her nightwear but how busy an airport is at 3 o'clock in the morning and how many people are working cleaning it or delivering the food to the concessions or washing the windows or um, just amazing. And I also discovered, at least at Denver Airport, there was a room that had cots, blankets, pillows, and water. So I was able to actually take a little nap um, I don't know if every airport has that, but I learned something. I was amused. Um, I, I was entertained and got a mm-hmm. little nap, and um, I finally got home the next morning. But so it wasn't, in other words, it wasn't so terrible. You know, I was still alive. Right. I got free breakfast. They gave me free breakfast. It was wonderful to see the airport waking up at five thirty, six in the morning and people coming and the captains and the flight attendants. And it was just like a, I try to like make believe it was like I was watching a movie. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was. was. Um, And stuff that I had never known or seen before. So, you know, you could, you just have to turn things around uh, when not so great stuff happens. Yeah, it's all the perspective, and you learn something for the future because now you have a little tip that if you ever got stuck in an airport again, you can say, well, they had one in Denver. I wonder if there's one here, and you can go seek it out because I never would have even thought of that. So now you have that I never did on. either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, and all of a sudden I looked around, and there were people sleeping on cots, and I went, where did you get this? I went over to one, and, oh, see that door down there? There's somebody giving them out. Well, who would have known to go in that room? Um, mm-hmm. Had I not seen that, so yeah, I learned. Uh, I don't think most people know that. Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't think they make it public. <laughs> I would think that airports like Chicago that get heavy snow probably have yeah. that. 
So now That's I true. now yeah. I know. Yep. And you've shared it with the rest of us, and now we all know, and now all the airports. Now are you thinking, all oh, know. No, yeah, the tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the you know what? People need to listen to your show more for great tips. Great ideas. That's right. You know, you never know what you're going to learn here on Energy Awareness Radio. That's so true. <laughs> now, your next book is Having the Time of Your Life. And I have to tell you, this, I actually, and I, 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 I thought I flagged them, but apparently I did not. Um, there were some quotes in here that actually made me cry. Uh, they oh. really hit your heart. That woman, she was going through a forgiveness stage, and that's the hardest thing in the world to do. And just think about that. She read a quote in your book and decided it's time for me to take my power back. And through doing that, she was actually forgiving herself. I don't even know if she got that, but that's what I'm getting from what she is saying. And there's, you know, so many things in this book that make you think about things that you've done in your life or what you're going through now and can only propel you toward positivity. And as I said, you know, positive psychology. So I'm looking at things in a whole different way now than I did, say, five years ago. Uh, But, you know, little things like even when Tom Hanks said, you know, my mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's so true. It's simple. And people knew this. People had great things to say in a way that children could learn and pass it on. And your book just speaks so well to that. It's easy and simple, but you get it at a deeper level. I think that's what I like most about that particular book, Having the Time of Your Life, the one that just came out last week. Um, right. you know, the, the reason I wrote that, because it's like it's such a universal question, that different people look at in different ways, which is, you know, why are we here? Um, yep. You know, what are we supposed to be doing here? And um, how can I enjoy my time here? So um, that's some of the questions I wanted people to answer or, or find stories, anecdotes, quotes about that. One of the things, John Gardner, John W. Gardner, when people are serving, life is no longer meaningless. There are so many times when people say, I don't have time to volunteer. I'm so busy doing this, this, and this. And then as soon as you get them to volunteer to do something, you almost can see their, that heart light shining. You literally can almost see it because that's serving. And when we volunteer and we serve, it's not just for the good of the cause. It's actually doing you a whole lot of good health-wise. And when you, when you see this, when I bring people on board, to, I volunteer for a lot of different organizations and do a lot of fundraising events, and I see it when people are asked. To, sometimes they need to be asked, too. And this book just I, – I know that sometimes we put baskets together for people, wellness baskets, and I know that I will be including this book as well as Always Look on the Bright Side in the basket because I see them as being so – I mean, it's a way to achieve and maintain optimum health. That's how I'm looking at them. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I'm just looking at a quote by one of my favorite old-time comedians, and this quote's not mm-hmm. funny, but it really speaks to me, by Danny Kay. I don't know if you remember Danny Kay from the movies, mm-hmm. but he said, life is a great big canvas, and you should throw all the paint you can on it. I love that I love that image of life as a great big canvas and that we're each painting our own beautiful picture. Yes, and I remember reading that in that book too. Um and I thought, wow, that's a that's really good because it is a can and you don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know how it's gonna come out, but it's up to you to create the picture. So right. use the paint wisely. Can I <laughs> can I read a longer quote from yes. um 
a friend, colleague of mine, Carl Hammerschlag. Schlag is yes. actually Carl Hammerschlag. He's a therapist in the Phoenix area. And mm-hmm. I just, I asked him what is life, and he told me this delightful. He's, he's one that tells these great stories, and so he told me this story. He said, I was in New York City's Metropolitan Museum of Art when an old woman comes up to me and says, excuse me, young man, can you tell me what time it is? I look at my watch and say, it's exactly 2 o'clock. She tells me that she had a 2 o'clock appointment with friends, but they aren't here. Then she continues on without a comma or period that she was rarely late for appointments, knew nothing about primitive art, worked at the Bronx Botanical Gardens. I'm daydreaming looking at her five feet, two inches. And by the way, Carl is about six and a half feet. He was really looking down at her. (laughs) She was neatly dressed in a blue suit with a matching pillbox hat. In her white gloved hand, she's carrying a handbag. Politely trying to get away, I hear her say, that's the secret of life. I know I've missed something, so I ask her, what is the secret of life? And she says, sneakers are the secret of life. I have no idea what she's talking about, but as I look down more carefully, I see that accompanying her Easter ensemble, she is wearing sneakers. I know I've missed something, so I ask her, how is sneakers the secret of life? And she repeats, I wear these sneakers because they are only comfortable when you keep moving. That's the secret of life. You've got to keep moving. I love, I love that, that story. story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's on page 65 for anybody who wants to go look it up. Um, right. Yeah, I remember reading that and thinking, that is just really cool, you know. She's it right. Is, it is so priceless, <laughs> it's so priceless, this little old lady. And because this woman was so short, and I know Carl, and he's so tall, it just the picture in my head made it even funnier. Yes, like Mutt and Jeff. Mm-hmm. That is funny. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Now, yeah. now, you've gotten all these quotes and collected them, and, you know, I have to wonder, is there any quote that you truly love that just seems to hit home with you or that you ran across and thought, I want to make sure I get this in one of my books because it's a favorite? Um, there are a number, and I often change them on my bullet board by my computer, and I'm not mm-hmm. in my office because I'm traveling. But the one that I've been that's been resonating with me lately is by Goita, and it's something about um, when the, I'm not quoting exactly because I don't have it in front of me, but it's something about when we put out our intentions in the world. The world supports us in those intentions. And I really Mm. like that because um, I find that so true in my life. When I want want to accomplish something, if I put it in front of me all the time, you know, I put those intentions in front of me, um, it kind of like speeds up the process. And the world does, you know, I, I run into the people that could help me do that. Give, give you an example. I, um, the next book I said I'm writing is You Can't Ruin My Day. And I right. did a list of people that I thought would be best to write the forward to the book. So the first person that came up was Wayne Dyer. 
And mm-hmm. so, so that's my intention to have Wayne Dyer do the forward. But so far, nothing has clicked. Anyone I know that knows, do you know him, T Love? Uh, no, I do not. And if I did, okay. I would put you in touch with him. <laughs> but I think you so can go to the anyone out there knows it. him, that I would love to find out how I can ask him to write the forward. But the second person on my list is Marion Williamson. Is that her name? Marion oh, yeah. Williamson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, she's the second person on my list. And I, I am the vice president of Unity of San Francisco, the spiritual community there. And I was mm-hmm. speaking to our uh, our minister, and we were talking about, like, who he's going to invite to do some workshops for us. And he said, <laughs> Marion Williamson. And I said, yeah, but she's hard to get. And he said, no, I know her. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and so I said, would you ask her about it? And he said, of course he'd ask her. So... It's like, you know, it's almost like whatever we can create in our mind, we can actually make happen. If, if I it's believe the right that. thing. If it's the right yes, thing to do. Yeah, and if it's for the good of everyone and for the better of the world, absolutely. For but the you know what? good, uh, exactly. Yes, okay. um, Wayne Dyer, uh, uh, yeah, Wayne Dyer, Marianne Williamson knows him. They're all out of a hay house. I can get you the name of the public. <laughs> there you go. Once I get Marion Williamson, then I'll get Wayne Dyer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It, you know, well, you know my first book, yeah, my first um, quotation book, I wanted Jack Canfield from the Chicken Soup for the Soul people. Um, and um, I just wrote an email to him. And he wrote back and said, yes, he'd love to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying. It, they they love it, stuff like that. It could be as simple as that. I mean, we don't – one of the things I'm also realizing that if we struggle too much, it may not be the right thing or the right thing at this time. So sometimes yeah. we have to relax with that and, and let things pass or learn some more about something before it actually happens. But – I find that if you're struggling with something, it's a sign, at least for me, that um, it's not the right thing at this point. doesn't mean it's not the right thing, but maybe right at that moment. And I agree, and I'm going to add to that and say, not just if you're struggling with it, but sometimes picture yourself with two fists and saying, oh, I need this to happen, I need this to happen, I want it to happen, I want it to happen. Now you have two fists. You can't pick anything up. You're not open to receive until you let it go, and then you can receive whatever it is that you need. So if we hold on too tightly, we can't accept anything else. So we need to let it go, and by letting it go, we just need to know, okay, it's going to happen at some point, and kind of just like let it go. And once you forget about it, it's like thinking of somebody and thinking, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, and then all of a sudden you forget all about them, and the phone rings, and it's them. And you're like, oh, thank you. You know, you let it go, and then it occurred. And I see that in my life as well. Well, the, the two books you're mentioning, Always Look on the Bright Side and Having the Time of Your Life, the publisher, Viva Editions, yes. came to me because I put it out in the world that I wanted a perfect publisher, and I put mm-hmm. a sign above my computer, um, because these books originally were done by Random House, and then they closed that division, so I got mm-hmm. the rights back and um, try to sell them for a year and a half to other publishers, and nobody wanted wanted them. 
So I put this sign above my computer that said, the perfect publisher will find me. So I let it go. Yep. I put it out there. <laughs> I let it go. And then a couple of months after I put that sign up, I went to a meeting and these two women behind me were speaking to somebody who was seated next to me, and I overheard them say, we, we have very successful publishers, we have a new division, and we're looking for books that are uplifting, motivational, positive. And I turned around and I said, I have seven of them ready to go. <laughs> and and um, I found, the, they said, Bring, show them to us. And actually they gave me their card. And they were five blocks from where I lived. So I just oh brought them over the next day. And Having the Time of Your Life, I think, is the sixth book they've published now of mine. And the, mm-hmm. uh, the next one will be um, You Can't Change My, You Can't Ruin My Life. But the, the amazing thing to me was what happened later. Um, they moved to a different location because they were getting too big for their small office. So I went to the opening party. And this woman, as soon as I come in the door, she goes over to me and she says, Hi, I'm so glad. She said, I'm the publisher of this. I, you don't, uh, I'm not here a lot because I now live in London. She said, but I'm so glad you're with us. I'm so glad you're one of our authors. I'm really happy you are. And she said, I, I know you. And I, said, I look at her. I go, well, I don't know her. What is she talking about? And she said, for, for 16 years, she lived across the street from me, and she'd watch me walk my dog every day. That's too funny. It, isn't that like letting the uh, the perfect like letting go, and and letting letting it come to you? Because I think when you're holding on, it's like, as you say, your fist is so tight that you can't yep. uh, you can't let it come into you. You know, right. you've got to open up, anything. and that's exactly what I did, and what happened. That's great. And I love Brenda. Brenda Knight is the publicist, and she was on the show a couple yeah. of weeks ago with her book. Yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah, and she, Eileen, I mean, I've got all these people from Viva. I'm pretty much in the Viva Editions uh, <laughs> show, you know, between them well, and the World do, Libraries. I don't know. <laughs> if, it, if it's a Viva Edition book, you know it's going to be a great book because they're very fussy. Absolutely. They also, the covers are absolutely amazing. Your listeners can't see it, but Always Look on the Bright Side has these, are they African daisies or asted? What are those? Do you know what those flowers are? Anyhow. Yeah, um, just, I, I thought they were dahlias, but. Well, dahlias, something. No? Some beautiful flower is just growing mm-hmm. out of the grass at the bottom and then this incredibly loose guy at the top. And then having the time of your life is on a beach with this hammock and this palm tree and this incredible aquamarine water in the background and blue sky. Um, so they do incredible covers and uh, beautiful inside, two-color, three-color inside, and um, amazing publisher. Yes, and Scott Eidelman, I believe, is a designer. He does a great job with all of their books. And you know what I like, too? The feel of it. It's not like other yes. books. They feel nice. Yeah. These books feel really nice. I can't believe we're almost yeah. at the top of the hour. And I do want you to hang oh, on for a couple of minutes, if you would. I know. But, and before we say goodbye, if you'd tell people where they can purchase your books. We've been talking about them. Now, where do they get them? Well, the, if they're on the Internet, Amazon, put my name in, Alan, A-L-L-E-N, Klein, K-L-E-I-N, and you'll see all of my books. 
Um, my website has them, www.alankline.com, again, A-L-L-E-N-K-L-E-I-N. Brenda tells me this month the Having the Time of Your Life book is at Whole Foods Markets. Um, oh, wow. Some of them are at FedEx stores, uh, FedEx Kinko's around the country. Um, so there are lots of places um, and definitely online. Or they can okay. go to Viva Editions, V-I-V-A Editions, and they're there also. That's terrific. And if you wouldn't mind holding on for just a couple of minutes uh, when the show is over, I'd like to talk to you um, in, outside the queue, if that's okay. Do you have a uh, couple that's minutes okay. to do that? I do need to check out soon so <laughs> at my hotel. Okay, yep. It'll just be about like two on. minutes. <laughs> okay. okay, great. So, listeners, thank you. Thank you. We need... We need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I have, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, purposefully, and joyfully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link to this show that you just heard tonight to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you had tonight so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.